African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Well, you are listening to Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. Thank you for joining us once again on our program today. It's 11 o'clock and yes, yeah, time for African Dialogue. Remember, if you listen to us on DSTV, we're on Channel 802. Well, today we'll be looking at uh, embarking on Nelson Mandela Month, which is uh, July now. So we'll be looking at the Nelson Mandela Hospital. It says to boast around 200 beds and really be a state-of-the-art uh, hospital that will be focusing on children on the continent and really talk about really what this initiative is all about. But before we get into that, let's get our news. We've got Amanda Machaka standing by. Top stories, the movement of people and commercial activities increases at the Bridge border post between South Africa and Zimbabwe. South Africa's National Prosecuting Authority has 14 days in which to decide whether or not to appeal the outcome of the sentence of former Paralympian Oscar Pistorius and a Nigerian migrant beaten to death in a racist attack by a right-wing football fan in Italy. Good morning. The movement of people and commercial activities has increased at the Pipe Bridge border post between South Africa and Zimbabwe. On Wednesday, the border post was quiet with little activity taking place. Police and soldiers are still maintaining visibility around the border. Some Zimbabwean nationals have resorted to using the porous border to smuggle commodities into Zimbabwe. Hundreds of protesters have set fire to a police station where three men, including a rights lawyer, were held after being abducted and eventually killed. The bodies of lawyer Willie Kimani, who had criticized a police abuse, as well as his client Joseph Admwenda and driver Joseph Mururi, were found on Friday wrapped in sacks and dumped in a river. They disappeared on June 23rd. Four police officers who had been based at the station are in custody. When authorities found his body, Kimani's wrists were bound with a rope. Kenya's police force has been accused in the past of running heat squads targeting those including human rights activists and lawyers investigating allegations of police rights abuses. South Africa's National Prosecuting Authority has 14 days in which to decide whether or not to appeal the outcome of the sentence of former Paralympian Oscar Pistorius. Elliot said it was weighing its options because it believed justice must be seen to be served. Judge Togazila Masiba sentenced Pistorius to six years in prison for the murder of his girlfriend River Steenkamp in February 2013. The National Prosecuting Authority says it's studying Masiba's judgment but has not ruled out the possibility that it may seek leave to appeal. The organization's head of communications, Bulelwa Mageke. The real options are, do we appeal or do we not? Everybody knows that we've been through a long haul with this trial. Now, he has been sentenced 
before murder, which was what the NPA had argued for. But is the sentence harsh enough? As you're aware, the prosecution too argued very, very strongly for at least the prescribed minimum sentence, which is 15 years. Of course, understanding that the judge has the discretion to deviate from that minimum sentence, but to deviate by just over nine years, that is that satisfactory for the society of South Africa? A Nigerian migrant has been beaten to death in a racist attack by a right-wing football fan in a central Italian town. Emmanuel Chidi was walking with his girlfriend in the heart of the small town of Paolo Calcinora on Tuesday when they had racial abuse heaped on them by the supporter of a local football club. The incident led to an altercation and Chidi was brutally beaten on the head until he fell to the ground. He never regained consciousness and died in hospital on Wednesday. Chidi had been living in the area for eight months and was lodged in a shelter run by Catholic charity Caritas. Meanwhile, in the U.S., the Justice Department has opened an investigation into the police's fatal shooting of black man Elton Stelling in the city of Baton Rouge in Louisiana. There have been protests after a video emerged showing two white policemen holding down Stelling and shooting him dead on Tuesday night. Rachel Silverman reports. It began with an anonymous call to emergency number 911 with a report of threatening behavior by a man with a gun outside a convenience store. Two white officers responded, encountering Alton Sterling, a black man selling CDs in the parking lot. The store owner reportedly told police Sterling was not causing any trouble. But the videos show the officers pinning Sterling to the ground, someone yelling, he's got a gun, and at least one of the officers shooting Sterling in the chest. Recapping your top stories, the movement of people and commercial activities increases at the Bybridge border post between South Africa and Zimbabwe. South Africa's National Prosecuting Authority has 14 days in which to decide whether or not to appeal the outcome of the sentence of former Paralympian Oscar Pistorius. And a Nigerian migrant has been beaten to death in a racist attack by a right-wing football fan in Italy. Change your game. Be the voice of young African entrepreneurs. Change your game. A program that promotes open discussion. Change your game. We bring social dialogue as we highlight real issues in the global entrepreneurship ecosystem. Our mission is to produce relevant and vibrant content and conduct interviews with dynamic stakeholders within the African entrepreneurial ecosystem that informs educates and entertains and empowers young African entrepreneurs. Change your game. Change your game. Empowering the next generation of outstanding African entrepreneurs. Tune in on Fridays, 1000 hours to 1045 a.m. Central African time. And on Saturdays, 1300 hours to 1400 hours Central African time. Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. This is Channel Africa, South Africa's official international public radio station on shortwave, internet and satellite.
My name is Sipa Hotsticks Mabuse, a South African musician and an African artist for that matter. You are listening to Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. Pambi. My name is Yvonne Chaka Chaka from South Africa, but Africa is my home. You're listening to Channel Africa. The voice of the African Renaissance. My name is Habida, an African artist from Kenya, and you're listening to Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. Well, thank you for joining us right here on Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. And you're listening to us on DSTV. We're on the audio bouquet on Channel 802 and uh, on radio on our shortwave frequency. We're on 9625 kilohertz on the 31-meter band to Southern Africa. And uh, remember, you can also find us online on www.channelafrica.co.za. Well, today we're launching really our series of looking at the Nelson Mandela Month. We know that this is a month really that is heated in uh, South Africa, especially uh, really to celebrate the man himself, a world icon. And uh, we launched this uh, Nelson Mandela month at looking at the Nelson Mandela's Children's Hospital, which is nearing its uh, completion. And uh, nearly 800 million rand has been raised the last time I checked. And this is for the state-of-the-art facilities and equipment for the hospital. The pediatric hospital uh, will boast up to 200 beds and will really address the serious lack of hospitals for children on the continent. We know that already the really uh, children-centric hospitals are very rare on the continent. When you look at what's happening on the continent, there are only four children's hospitals in Africa, two in Egypt, one in Nairobi, Kenya, and one in Cape Town, South Africa. So we're going to be speaking with uh, the Nelson Mandela Hospital Trust, Vuyo Lutzeke, who's joining us on the line. And later on, we'll speak to the manager of Outreach and Nelson Mandela Day uh, uh, really initiative uh, from the Nelson Mandela Foundation, which is Yase Godlo. But let's start our conversation with you, Vuyo. Tell us a little bit about uh, the Nelson Mandela's Children's Hospital. I know we spoke to the trust uh, when we did our Africa Day uh, theme, and uh, we just couldn't get things really wrapped up, really. But hey, I just wanted us to slow the pace down because it was a busy day and speak about the hospital itself. Tell us a little bit about how this came about. Hi, Benjamin. Thank you so much for having me once again. We appreciate this opportunity. Um, just to about the Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital Project, um, it really came about around 2005 when um, Mr. Nelson Mandela personally asked that the Nelson Mandela Children's Fund simply investigate pediatric health care. What's going on with our children and what needs to be done to improve what's happening with our children's health care? And really, um, after a few years of feasibility studies, what came about is that the Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital Trust was established. And really, since then, our mandate has been just to, you know, to raise, to raise funds for and build the Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital. Um, really, what happened is, because, as you said earlier, we have so few children's hospitals on the entire continent, it really leads to children not getting the care that they need. We have 
possibly on the continent being under 18 years old, and they don't get the care that they they deserve. They no longer, somehow over the years, they have not become a priority mm. in terms of um, pediatric health care on the continent. So we really are just bringing them to the fore, making them a priority again. Mm. Now, let's see in terms of, uh, you know, what's been actually done already. I know that uh, it's near to completion, but I know that there's a little bit of work that mm. still needs to be done. Tell us a little bit about where we are with mm. the facility itself. Where is the facility going to be located in South Africa? I'm guessing it's in South Africa. Just give us our Africa mm. audience a bit of an update on where it's going to be and where we are with sure. the stage of completion. Okay, so the hospital itself, just so I can clarify, um, being a children's hospital, we realize that the biggest gaps in our pediatric healthcare is really in the, the high specialized treatment of the more complex illnesses that our children have. So the different organ diseases that affect our children, the different kinds of cancers and so on and so forth. So that made it a very, very specialized hospital, right? And because it's so specialized, we realize that we need to be somewhere close to other hospitals in Southern Africa where if a child is being referred by their doctor, by their clinician, uh, let's say the family doctor back home, they can access our hospital as, as easy as possible. So for that reason, the hospital was then decided that it would be based in Johannesburg, um, in, in, in the Parktown area of Johannesburg, okay. because that seems to be the most um, central sure, considering sure. the services that we're going to have. Mm. So, so in terms of our, our building itself, can I, our, the building itself, mm, sure, we go started ahead. building it in 2014, mm. and we are just over two years in construction, and I'm happy to say that um, middle of June last year, we finished building the shell of the hospital itself. Oh, fantastic. We put that in a place where now it's great, yeah. So now we are actually installing equipment. We are doing the interior finishes of the hospital and really doing um, everything that we can to make sure that we are ready for our opening, which is going to be in December of this year. Wow, that's fantastic news to hear. But I know there's still a lot of work to be done in terms of uh, more of uh, donors to be coming in in terms of uh, finishing Mm. up the process. So in terms of that, uh, what Mm. is still required, especially from the public? I know it's Nelson Mandela month and there's still an acceleration of making sure Mm. that we complete uh, Mm. this project. Mm. So what what we have done is make sure that, you know, it's a big project. It's it's, It's one billion rand. Uh, which is at this exchange at about, let's say, just under 70 million U.S. dollars. Um, and we have different ways that from your corporates, from your private sector, all the way down to, you know, to the grandmothers at home who want support. We have various ways of getting people to support us because the hospital is going to be for all children of all backgrounds and all socioeconomic um, 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 levels. So right now, we are 80% towards our targets. Um, which is really, really has been to the, to the um, to the support of the public all around the world. And what we are looking to do is to just really ask your listeners, ask everyone at home, to help push us, mm. you know, the last the last mile so mm. to speak to to our finishing. So, for example, in South Africa, we do have an SMS donation line, um, which costs um, donors twenty rand. But I would I would really encourage your listeners throughout the continent to to look us up on, on our social media, um, Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital, to go to our website, Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital dot org, where we list various ways where 
It can be yourself as a father or a mother or your child who can be part of our kids' campaign and finding fun ways to be part of this, to mm. be part of True. Mr. Mandela's legacy. Mm. Yes. Well, I'm going to take a quick break and then we'll come back uh, to you, uh, Vuya, and then we'll also bring in uh, Yasser Gordo, the manager of Outreach and Nelson Mandela Initiatives at the Nelson Mandela Foundation. And just speak about how important this name of Nelson Mandela is, especially in the drive that we're in right now with the Nelson Mandela Month. I know that we'll also be doing something on that particular day, really to heed the call of uh, outreaches and volunteerism and also the idea of of humanity. I know it's a big theme this particular month. And what does the name Nelson Mandela mean to you as an ordinary listener? Uh, give us your thoughts on that. Remember, you can SMS us your thoughts on plus two seven seven nine six nine five seven nine three zero. I'm going to take a quick break and then we'll be back and continue this very, very amazing conversation really on uh, Nelson Mandela Month. Good news for listeners in America. You can now listen to Channel Africa by phoning 605-47-1711. So, if you're a Channel Africa listener in America, simply dial 605-47-1711. Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. This is Channel Africa, South Africa's only official international public radio station on shortwave, internet and satellite. From an African perspective, listen to Channel Africa in English, Kiswahili, French, Silozi, Portuguese and Chinyanja. Informing the world about Africa, Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. You are listening to Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. And today we're looking at the looking at Nelson Mandela Month. It's in July and just a lighter theme for today, looking at what's going to be happening in terms of this month. And uh, we've been speaking to Vuyo Lutseke, who's joining us representing the Nelson Mandela Hospital Trust. And we've been speaking about that state-of-the-art children's hospital facility and really the drive to make sure that we complete that particular uh, hospital. It's not just for uh, children of South Africa, but it's really aimed for for the children of the continent. As I mentioned when we started the program, there are only four specialized children's hospitals in Africa, only two in Egypt, and there's only one in Kenya and one in Cape Town. So there's an additional one here that seems to really focus on the uh, pediatric needs of uh, children. But also joining us is Yasser Godlo, who is the manager of uh, Outreach and uh, uh, Mandela Day at the Nelson Mandela Foundation. I actually know Yasser from back in the day now. Church is a great singer as well. You should hear this brother sing. He Hi. is fantastic. So we used to know each other from church. So I never knew that one day I'll be interviewing one of my friends. So Yasser, it's good to be speaking to you. Tell us a little bit about Nelson Mandela Month and just its significance. I know that it's something that we actually accelerate when it comes to the day itself, but it's actually a month drive, isn't it? Yeah. It is. It actually is a month drive. I mean, um, over the years, we've seen people understanding how it is important to not just do something for one day. So over the time, people have said, look, we want to see things done every day. And that is why 
it has come to be known that uh, in July, in South Africa especially, and, and in lots of parts of the world, that it is Mandela Month. Yeah, and also in terms of, uh, you know, the initiatives that are happening, I know it's very diverse and it gets really busy, especially for you, Yase. When we were friends, I never used to see you during this particular month. Uh, but tell us just a little <laughs> bit uh, about just all the great things that will be happening on, on, this, on this month. And I know there's a lot of categories and a lot of ways that even corporates and individuals can actually take their yeah. own personal initiative to own this month. Yes. Well, actually, what what will be happening this month is a lot of activities that are focused specifically on um, three focus areas as Mandela Day that we've tried to to, to really hone on. And the re- and the reason for that, we've looked at um, uh, social development goals um, that everyone in the world has seen that these are our, our priorities. To say there's a huge focus that needs to happen around education and literacy. There's a, another um, area is becomes mm. shelter. Mm. Another very important area, especially for Africa, becomes food security. And we've just recently introduced environment where we're going to be running a campaign around recycle, uh, clean up and recycle FA. And these all so there's a lot of initiatives around each and every one of these focus areas. There's going to be activities that are happening um, um, over South Africa. There's been a lot of register activities on our website, uh, mandeladay.com, where people can actually see and find out. Um, I actually had a call yesterday where the, one organization had said that they will go and find a home, uh, they'll go find a space where there's a need for a home, and they'll actually build a home. Wow. So wow. a lot of people are quite motivated to do big and great things. And the biggest thing for us is that whatever action you do, just make sure that it is impactful and ensure and, and, and that you do something that you can be really proud of mm-hmm. in, in celebrating the values of Mr. Yeah. And it comes back to that issue that you're highlighting there, Yasser, about everyone seems to just tag on to that name of Nelson Mandela. It kind of gets us almost stirred up to do things and to actually embark on something better because of the values that really attach to that name, Nelson Mandela. And maybe let me bring that back to you, Vuyo. Working with the Nelson Mandela's Children's Hospital, how much value does that name uh, really um, actually hold? How much uh, weight does it actually carry? Vuyo? Hi, can you hear me? Okay? Yeah, I can hear can you. you. I can hear you. Sure, can you hear me? Yes, yes, okay. can hear. Okay, right. Yes, sure, go ahead, Vuyo. I was, I was sure. For us, <laughs> for us, it's completely invaluable to be able to, you know, to have um, Mr. Mandela's name as really become um, a, a guide, a torchlight of everything that we do. In terms of, yes, we're raising funds and building the children's hospital, but also the ethos of how you operate on a daily basis. You know, there is no excuse when you've got that name next to you, next to your own name, let's say, in a work environment, that it becomes the guiding point for interactions, for, you know, really taking seriously the fact that we are here, but we are here to pass on the baton to make sure that other people's lives are improved. Mm, your thoughts there on that value of that name, Yasser, especially waking waking up every day in the morning to go to associate yourself with this name? Yes, well, hello, Vuyo. Um, the thing Hi, is, Yasser. you know, what, what, what we just <laughs> actually said, hey, hey, madam, 
you know what the, what you said is actually so crucial and so important in 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 our daily lives i remember I remember, so Vuyo uh, Benjamin is actually my friend. I haven't seen him for years, <laughs> but we're actually friends. So, <laughs> so I use I use you know, the biggest problem convincing them of what it means to work for the Nelson Mandela Foundation. Sure. And it and and mm. and because it, it it is something that that is very intangible, but something that is so important. And carrying someone's legacy, mm. someone big like that, a world icon. So in each and everything mm-hmm. you do, you take each and every call, you, you respect each and every person as, as if my, Mr. Mandela mm-hmm. himself would respect those people. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you also mm-hmm. see a lot of people who have a huge excitement and who, who really want to make um, something important and something that honors the man that, that, that celebrates his values. Mm-hmm. So that is why within this, this is always a great um, opportunity for the sister organizations to be shown to be leading um, mm-hmm. what it means and who Mr. Mandela is. Mm. And also, I just want to come back to this uh, idea of uh, the social cause. And because, you know, Mandela Month is a month in itself. Uh, and, you know, sometimes we say, hey, let's have a Mandela Month every every month. But sometimes we need to kind of have that spotlight moment, don't we, um, Vuyo, where we actually take time to actually reflect. And also because this name is not just a, a localized name anymore. It actually has kind of an inter- international significance. And also brings us back to the call of humanity mm. itself. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Um, I feel, um, Benjamin, very strongly, I agree with you on, on the last point that he made, that it's important that we focus on being impactful. It's one thing to run, around, to, to run out there and want to do something for, for Mandela Day for your six, seven minutes. But it's important to be aware of what um, the Mandela Day website has the direction that is pointing you at in terms of these are ways where you can truly have an impact sure. on the people around you, on your community. And that's, that's what I think sure. really will keep sure. it um, you know, as sustainable as it has been for all these years, that we are very focused and we take it very seriously because we are impacting other people's lives here mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the day, on, on the month. Sure. And Yasi, your thoughts there on kind of the impact uh, level of things, because I, I know that that's one of the most uh, passions for for yourself in terms of how impactful is this day. It might be one day, but uh, sometimes it's a day that kind of has this long eternal effect, like you were highlighting earlier on. Just yesterday, you got a call yeah. from just someone saying, Very hey, cool. actually, we want to build a new home. Yes. And, and, and I think for us... Um, as the Nelson Mandela Foundation, it is, it is, it, it has been, it has been very important to put out that message. So one, one very important um, 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 message around Mandela Day is that it's all about uh, taking action, inspiring change, and making every single day a Mandela Day. So as my, and, and and when we start to leave that and understand that it's not about um, um, the 18th, just about the 18th of July, but it is more. And mm. we've also introduced to that, especially with our, our closest stakeholders, to say, let's find sustainable ways. So people who are an organization who are, who are doing programs or doing projects around uh, food security, find ways to make it more sustainable. We have engaged organizations like Food and Trees Africa, for mm. an example, mm. say, let's go and build gardens. Let's, let, it, 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 
the food the food packages are very important for mm-hmm. uh, a lot in our society mm-hmm. today. But it is also important for us to start to look beyond um, now, beyond the next level, but to think that mm-hmm. start to teach the children at school and show them that food does not come from a fridge, it comes from the garden, and this is how you sustain yourself. Mm-hmm. So we can worry about other things as Africans, as, as the world, other than where is the next meal going to come from. So those are the ways that we have been trying mm. to, 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 to motivate sustainability and impact. Um, and in other areas, as we've seen this year, mm. a lot mm. of work that is being done around education and literacy, sure. where we've, we, we, other organizations have brought in spelling bees, the Zamzante spelling bee. Um, there's also other organizations mm-hmm. who said, let's make um, ac- easy access to education books let's let's make it fun let's make sure the children understand the importance of education so there's a lot of people who are engaging within that space and they are all saying that i want to celebrate mr mandela's legacy so i'm making it a a everyday a mandela day in that i do Mm. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to wrap up this conversation uh, just in the next five minutes. Hey, what does Nelson Mandela's name mean for you? We know that uh, it means so many different things for all of us. Give us your thoughts. Plus two seven seven nine six nine five seven nine three zero. We have on the line Vuyon Tseko is joining us from the Nelson Mandela Hospital Trust and Nayase Godlo, who's joining us uh, from the Nelson Mandela Foundation. He's the manager of outreach and specifically is specializing on Mandela Day, but we also know that there's going to be a Nelson Mandela lecture that's going to be taking place very soon. If I'm not mistaken, they'll be bringing into South Africa Bill Gates, if I've got my facts uh, correct. So we'll continue and just wrap it up after this uh, program. We're launching our Nelson Mandela Month uh, programs. Always missing your favorite Channel Africa radio shows? Well, now you don't have to. We have a free catch-up service that allows you to listen to Channel Africa radio content from your cell phone, computer or tablet at your convenience. Visit www.channelafrica.co.za and click on Programs for a list of your favorite shows. Select what you want to hear. Click on Listen and enjoy Channel Africa Radio. It's as easy as that. Channel Africa Radio, the voice of the African Renaissance. Yes, you are listening to Channel Africa, the voice of the African Renaissance. And yes, that's the person we're talking about today. That's Nelson Mandela. We are launching our Nelson Mandela theme and series for African Dialogue today. And uh, we met uh, with uh, the Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital, actually on Africa Day when we were in Yeovil. And we had had to have this conversation Mm -hmm. again and launch it right here. And it's a great conversation because they are really working on a state-of-the-art facility 
and equipment for hospital. And we'll be speaking about really how maybe you can actually support that once again and reiterating how we, they can get more of a support because there still needs more to be done when it comes to the hospital. And we have also uh, Yase Godlo who's joining us, who is uh, uh, the manager of outreach and Mandela Day at the Nelson Mandela Foundation. As we're about to, to wrap it up, uh, uh, I want to look at this uh, idea of uh, just, uh, you know, looking at, uh, yes, the lecture itself. Am I right that uh, we're going to have Bill Gates coming this year around? And uh, tell us a little bit about the the lecture itself. Why is it important to have it each year? Um, the, the Nelson Mandela Foundation, um, actually about 14 years ago, um, Mr. Bill Clinton gave gift to Mr. Mandela. And he said, I will we'll start to do, I want to do a lecture, an event in honor of you. Mm. So that then became uh, the Nelson Mandela annual lecture. After that, we've had great speakers. So this is a space that we, at the Nelson Mandela Foundation within our three focus, uh, our three core work, which is Mandela Day, Dialogue, and Archive and Research. Around Dialogue, we convene a safe space and we start to engage within a space where people on current matters, on, on, on matters that are, are of global concern. So the foundation, the foundation has always seen this platform that is the um, Nelson Mandela Annual Lecture to be actually exactly that. We've had great speakers, like last year we've had um, uh, Professor Piketty, wow. who's mm. a rock star economist. Mm, mm. Um, in, in, in the years before, we've had different beautiful speakers who've contributed at, at the Annual Lecture. This year, um, Mr. Bill Gates, uh, the founder of Microsoft, um, he'll, he will deliver this year's lecture at um, Mamelodi uh, Campus, uh, University of Pretoria, Mamelodi Campus. Wow, that's fantastic. Um, we, and yes, it's happening on the 17th of, of, um, of July. This is next week, Sunday. Oh, fantastic. I, I hope I get my invite, uh, Yase. But, uh, <laughs> that's a joke. That's a joke. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, because, it's, because you do know it is by invite. <laughs> well, coming back to you, Voyo, in terms of this um, Nelson Mandela Children's Hospital, let's speak about just uh, reiterating how we can actually support it, which websites we can go to, how we can actually be part of this process of supporting the they're actually embarking on this uh, uh, completion of the hospital itself. I know we still have a long way to go, and I want to emphasize that it's not complete mm. yet. There's still a long way to go. Mm. And, and I appreciate that. Um, we the, we have a very vibrant online presence because, you know, we know we're dealing with a global community that's been supporting us um, over the years. So our website is nelsonmandelachildrenshospital.org. And really, it's where you can go to get all the and, you know, information of what's happening with the hospital in terms of our timelines, how we're looking to as we count down towards the opening. And really, I think it's also very important for, you know, for everyone to also understand what the hospital is about, the treatments that we offer at this hospital, mm. and really the how far and wide we are really have been going in terms of our research and the, the training that we have been doing with our doctors and nurses. 
So our website is nelsonmandelachildrenshospital.org, as well as to just go check out our Facebook um, page and our Twitter pages. And really that, I think, would be the best way to, 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 to find out how you can support. In South Africa, um, our SMS donation line is 40301. So if you SMS the word GIFT to 40301, that will cost you 20 rand, and most of those funds will come to us, and that really is an amazing and easy platform to support Matiba's legacy, um, the hospital project. Mm, fantastic. And also, Yase, your thoughts on uh, Nelson Mandela Day. How do people uh, kind of start accelerating that process? It's only very much soon. I think we've got a week left to actually find ourselves uh, on that mm. particular day. How do we accelerate our movements mm. in our different countries and also kind of accelerate our own initiatives? A lot of people... Okay, you, you, I was I was questioning that to Yasef. Vuyo, I'll Vuyo. give you a... Go on, Vuyo. Okay, Vuyo, go on, go on. Excuse me, sorry. <laughs> go on, Vuyo, go no, for no, it. No, no, I was going to point it back to... I was going to point it back to Yasef. Okay, sure. Earlier, with regards sure. to getting the information, getting the right information and spending the time and really keeping the ethos um, going. Sure. Yasef? Yes, um, what, what, what we have and the greatest, the greatest um, um, information and knowledge uh, platform we have is our website, uh, mandeladay.com. A lot of people, I would say, please register your activity. See what other people are doing. I think a lot of people have planned already now, um, Benjamin, and it's a matter of getting out there and doing something. A lot of activities have started. Um, we particularly with the actually with the taxi drivers of South Africa will be launching tomorrow a a a, a taxi driver driven Mandela Day campaign oh. awareness campaign. Oh, that's great! So yes, uh, mm. so it, it's actually exciting. It's ex- exciting because uh, we're going to be at North Rank in Johannesburg. We are going to be um, uh, announcing how the taxi driver is going to send the message of Mandela Day within their taxi. They're going to be carrying a bumper sticker that says, get involved in Mandela Day. And we are hoping that they're going to engage their commuters um, about Mandela Day. And this is how we want to spread the word, because um, it's very important to know that a taxi driver is also a community, Mm, mm, mm. um, actually, uh, contribute to the community in different ways. Sure. So it, it is very important for us to, 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 to partner with them. So a lot of things are happening. Our hashtag is actually hashtag Mandela Day on social media, on all platforms, Twitter and Facebook. Um, tell us what you're doing. Engage with us. Let us know what you are doing within your space and inspire other people to get involved. Well, thank you so much to both of our guests for just uh, giving us this uh, fantastic launch and conversation of what Nelson Mandela is going to be all about. Thank you to Vuyonseke Luceke, rather. It's fantastic to speak to you once again. There was not much interruption like we had the last time in Yeovil, so I'm glad <laughs> that we could get our ideas across this time around. I know we were speaking to a whole lot of people there on Africa Day, but thank you as well to Yasek Odlo uh, for speaking yeah. to us. He's the manager of thank Outreach you, and Mandela Day at the Nelson Mandela Foundation. And now we're going to end it up with the Asimbonanga by Johnny Clegg. I know that is one that reminds us of the likes of Nelson Mandela. Asimbonanga. 
Well, that is uh, Johnny Clegg. Asim Bonanga, that was uh, actually uh, looking at the name of Nelson Mandela. And uh, yeah, that's our show today, launching the Nelson Mandela Month. And uh, surely that uh, weekly will kind of do a build-up. I know we've got a big outside broadcast where we'll be doing a big uh, Nelson Mandela Day uh, activity, looking at uh, doing something out in the community. But before uh, we actually move on, uh, remember that uh, we want to hear from you. What does Nelson Mandela mean to you? Give us your thoughts. Plus two seven seven nine six nine five seven nine three zero is our SMS number, or you can actually email us at info at channelafrica dot org. Well, Usain Matebula just walked in. Uh, let's uh, quickly move on and get our economics news. Thanks, Benjamin, and good morning. African exports under AGOA have reduced significantly since 2008, totaling 9.3 billion US dollars last year from 66.3 billion dollars in 2008. A report presented this week by the US Trade Representative to Congress on AGOA reported the decline in trade was as a result of reduced oil exports to the US. Amina Akram reports. Since 2000, trade relations between sub-Saharan Africa and the United States has largely been dominated by AGOA. But trade has been declining between the U.S. and Africa under this agreement. Many of South African households are increasingly cutting back on living expenses, this as they grapple with their stressful financial positions. This one of the findings from the 2016 Old Mutual Savings and Investment Monitor released on Wednesday. It tracks the shifts in the financial attitudes and behaviors of South Africa's working metropolitan population. Researcher with the South African Institute of International Affairs, Asmita Pashotam. I think that there is a shrinking or a squeezing on the middle class's ability to access certain social benefits. Um, in countries where there is, you know, public health care, in countries where there is free public education, these are things that are obviously a cause for concern because that 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 bucket is increasingly becoming squeezed. So there's not as many facilities perhaps available. Nigeria's central bank says the country's banking industry is strong. CNBC is referring to an unfounded speculation that some of the country's banks may have gone or may be going into distress. The bank says the Nigerian banking industry remains strong in spite of the global economic challenges emanating from the collapse of global commodity prices. And the forthcoming African Union summit in Rwanda's capital, Kigali, it's a huge opportunity for the country to showcase its products and forge new export markets. Jane Rabutata reports. Rwanda will next week host the 27th AU summit that will attract 3,500 delegates, including 54 heads of state. Artisans and fashion designers are working with the Rwanda Development Board that has created an exhibition area for them to sell made-in-Rwanda artifacts and fabrics to delegates. For Channel Africa News, Jane Rabutata. China's grip on the Kenyan economy has tightened in the first quarter of this year. Latest data from the Kenya National Bureau of Statistics shows that uh, the country has, on average, been importing goods every month from China between January and April this year. This has seen China overtake India as the biggest source for market Kenyan source market for Kenyan imports. 
Financial indicators right now, the US dollar trading at 14.80 to the South African rand at 10.80 Botswana Pula and 9.57 against the Zambian Kwacha. It's also trading at 0.77 to the British pound and at 0.90 against the euro. Commodities gold $1,367, platinum $1,083 per fine ounce, Brent crude oil is at $48.87 per barrel. That's how it's looking right now, back in an hour's time with another update. Well, let's quickly move on. Figzozo is with us. He'll give us our sports news. That's Figzozo. In our sports update this hour, we're serving off with tennis news. It will be hard to bet against the Williams sisters meeting in their first Wimbledon final since 2009. But Angelique Kerber and Elena Vesnina won't just be making up the numbers in the last four today. While unseeded, Vesnina has described the semi-final against world number one Serena Williams as a dream. She's playing inspired tennis, bringing the guile from two double slams to deliver baseline power and a deft touch at the net. Fourth seed Kerber, meanwhile, has a 3-2 head-to-head lead over five-time champion Venus Williams and stunned younger sister Serena, who has won Wimbledon six times at the Australian Open in January to win her first major final. All four will bring a wealth of experience to centre court. Their average age is 31 years and nine months, the oldest for the last four in an open-era women's major. In football news, the Malawian Football Association has been inundated with CVs from 25 foreign coaches who are eager to manage the Malawian senior national men's team. This follows the non-renewal of outgoing head coach Ernest Mtawali's contract. Although the Malawian government is on record as saying the Malawi Football Association should consider hiring a local coach due to financial constraints, the General Secretary of the Malawi FA, Suzgo Nyirenda, revealed that a possibility of Malawi hiring a foreigner uh, could still remain feasible. I know that uh, maybe that statement could have been said in the past. Uh, it's, uh, we, we have not yet uh, received any communication from government regarding a uh, decision that uh, will not go for a expected coach. Well, I can say that a recommendation will be made by the Football Association of Malawi, whether it be an expected coach or it be a local coach. As I'm speaking to you now, I've received a close of about uh, 25 CVs from different coaches. Uh, these are expected coaches. They are looking for the job. So I've been looking at the packages, how much these coaches uh, are looking at. So once we have that, we are going to be board. We are going to give a report that we have received these coaches and what the ranges in terms of packages is between how much. Italian sports agent Federico Rosa has been questioned by Kenyan police over the alleged use of performance-enhancing drugs by athletes managed by his company. Court documents showed where he appeared but did not take a plea. Kenya, renowned for its distance runners, has faced frequent allegations of doping with some 40 cases reported in the past four years. 
the International Olympic Committee. The IOC said last month that competitors from Russia and Kenya, given the recent history of doping in both countries, would have to be screened individually before being allowed to participate in the Rio Games next month. Kibera Principal Magistrate Bernard Ochoi has more. And uh, considering the statements by the investigating officer that uh, the investigations have already begun and are ongoing, uh, I will direct that uh, the suspect be remanded until Friday this week, that is the uh, 8th of uh, August, uh, when he will appear before court to uh, take plea. Russia's sports minister told the World Anti-Doping Agency chief that Moscow is fully committed to eradicating doping after Russian athletes were barred from Rio Olympics and he pledged full cooperation with WADA for fair sport. Mutko sent the letter ahead of a July the 15th deadline for WADA to deliver a final report on its investigation into alleged widespread doping in Russian athletics. On the 17th of June, WADA endorsed the International Association of Athletics Federation, the IAAF, Council's decision to maintain a suspension of all Russian Athletics Federation, ARAF. WADA cited sufficient evidence of a mandatory state-directed manipulation of laboratory analytical results operating within the Moscow-accredited laboratory from at least 2011 forward, including the period of the IAAF World Championships, in 2013. Finally with golf, Hendrik Stenson heads up a classy field for the latest event on the European Tour, the Aberdeen Asset Management Scottish Open. Fresh from victory in Germany, the world number six is joined by Brendan Grace, Shane Lowry, Martin Kamer and Phil Mickelson. Nick Dye reports. The event has become a recognised road to the Open being staged on Lynx courses around Scotland, given the environment necessary for competitive practice while also being a prestigious title in its own right. Stenson suggests that he's been at his best at the next major when he's already played in the Scottish, and he points to his top ten finish in 2013 before finishing second at Muirfield. Of course, it was Mickelson who beat him at both venues that year, and he's hoping that lightning strikes twice. Fellow Americans Patrick Reed, Steve Stricker and J.B. Holmes all look for the same inspiration, while Keimer, like Stenson, feels it's right to return this event to his schedule after an absence. So much is weather dependent. Sadly, the forecast suggests a damp week ahead. That's your sport news this hour. Well, that's how we wrap it up. Thank you to Fili Lingwati and to Wisani Matebula for giving us those updates on the sports and the economics front. Well, that's how we wrap it up for the week. We'll be back with you uh, next week, same place, same time. Remember, we come to you every Monday to Thursday at 1100 hours Central African time. A way that you can interact with us is via our Twitter handle. We've got one titled at African Dialogue. Well, from me, Benjamin Mushatama, until next time. God bless.